Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whether or not you listen to the junkies or not, I guarantee you, you know our next guest. This is Eric Bickle, better known as EB from Let's the go. junkies, 106.7 The Fan, joining us here on Ref the District. <clears throat> How are What's you guys? What's up, EB? What's happening? What's up, EB? How you doing, bro? Can you hear me? Yeah, we I hear you great. All right, perfect. Perfect. We we had a bet uh, before we went uh, live on two things. One, whether or not you'd be outside. Yeah, I love outside. being outside. And number two, whether you'd have a drink in your hand. Oh, both. I was close. I was like, I, I don't think he'd have one tonight, but you have one. So no, no, no. I actually took is. yesterday off. So, but today hey. I got to get back on the horse. I get back on All right, before we get into uh, our questions all about the commanders and all that, we wanted to touch real quick with you about the Caps win last night. And I think you said it today on your show is that this is the first time all year, and you know it's the playoffs, where you were locked in to the game, which you hadn't done for any game all year. Uh, Did your confidence level go way up on whether or not they can win this series? I actually was sort of sneaky confident going in, to be honest with you, uh, Mm. because I know this is a good team. Uh, I thought we were the best eight seed that, you know, in my short memory uh, of hockey. I like the fact that we have lower expectations. And the fact that the Panthers haven't won a playoff series since 1996, trust me, until you've done it, that is a huge mountain to climb. And so I just felt like with reduced expectations that, you know, look, Ovi's had an unbelievable year. Uh, There's no reason to think that they can't get hot for a few games. Just need to get some good goaltending, which I know has been dicey this year. Uh, But, you know, we have Lars Eller on every week. And maybe I'm stupid, and you could easily make that argument. But I listen to Lars, and he says that the guys have full confidence in him. And I believe him. I believe him. He's one of their guys. They're going to do everything they can to protect him. And, you know, that was a dominating uh, comeback last night. You know, I mean, it could have they could have won that game by four or five goals, I think. Mm. So I, I thought it was very impressive. Look, I've said before the series, JP and I were both kind of in sync on this. I said I give him about a 40% chance. Um, after that, I'll, I'm not going to go crazy. I'll say 50, okay? But I really like where we are right now. I think they're in a great position. We had Sammy on or uh, Sammy Silber on earlier this week uh, talking the caps, uh, and we asked her to look into her crystal ball. And I'm going to ask you the same thing. Look in your crystal ball. How does this series end? She picked caps in seven, by the way. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, our buddy Barstool Nate, I saw pick the caps in five. I, you know, he's a huge That's really uh, bullish. He's a real uh, homer like me. I, you know what? I don't. I want to say caps in six. I, it just sounds good to me. It feels mm-hmm. right. Um, I certainly don't want to pick against them. I just like their momentum, especially if they can find a, a way to win tomorrow night. That would really, mm. really be nice. Because remember, we all know this, they haven't played that well at home. So if yeah. they could steal two on the road, that would be a huge advantage in their favor, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
Well, good. Uh, we will be live tweeting that game, and then Stoner will be bringing on his Stoner recaps and right nice. here on our YouTube channel, uh, breaking down the game and what happened. Let's shift over to the Commanders talk. It feels like the draft was ages ago, but it was just last week. You know, you've had a little bit to process, and and you've probably talked you've talked about it quite a bit on the show. What is your feeling of this? Maybe not grading the the draft, but how do you feel about this draft class? I actually feel pretty good about it, to be honest with you. I know that they got heavily criticized for so-called reaching on a lot of these picks, and it certainly Mm -hmm. didn't help them when guys went to the podium and thought they'd be picked two, three three rounds later and tell everybody. I mean, that was hysterical to me. (laughs) But, you know, at the end of the day, all that matters is, is if these guys can play. And I thought for the most part, they, they, they got need. They, they, they went after needs. The only one I would quibble with at the time was the running back pick in the third round. I thought that was a little early. I didn't even know they were really in the market for a running back. But then I slept on it. I really thought about it. I go, you know, there were times last year where I was over Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. I mean, there really were. I mean, there were times where with the fumbles and just, you know, Sometimes he's spectacular, but he's very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. We, all, mm-hmm. we all can see that he's not a natural tailback and that there are still times there where you feel like he's learning the position still. So, you know what? If you want to get a bruiser, a guy that's played running back probably, presumably his whole life, um, mm-hmm. a change of pace guy, a guy that could use in short yardage um, from a school like Alabama, who am I to argue? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, my biggest thing with the draft is I love how guys watch two minutes on YouTube, five minutes before they pick, and then they're upset they didn't pick their guy. Well, mm-hmm. hold on. You, you don't – you're not Mel Kuyper. You haven't been watching these guys all year. You have no idea. So I'll defer to our guys. I mean, I personally would have liked to have seen the receiver from Alabama. I've already forgot his name. Um, Jason Williams. Williams. Yeah, I, I personally, yeah. I would have preferred to get him and then – trade down in the second round to get those picks Mm -hmm. that that's the approach i would have taken but listen this is what these guys do for a living uh i love the 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 highlight clips i've seen of dotson and his hands and just snatching balls out of the air so look at the end of the day i wanted them to get a receiver i wanted them to give them give carson wentz every opportunity to be successful and Mm -hmm. they i think they did that so i'm very happy very happy they got a receiver might not have been my guy but he's my guy now, so mm-hmm. I'm all in. The only thing I didn't love, love, was, I mean, we all know we need linebacking help, but I think that's also part of the reason why they drafted a tackle from Alabama in the second round mm-hmm. is, listen, if your linebackers aren't making a lot of plays, look, we already know they lost settle Lionitis and all that, but if your linebackers aren't making plays, you need those D tackles to make plays up front, right? Mm-hmm. And so – I think it's a great, maybe it's not a value pick per se, um, but a guy from a premier program, got great size to him, was captain of the team. I mean, what's not to love? I'm, I'm, right. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to quibble with that one either. And then I'll our, give you a whole list of things. <laughs> well, Jeez. listen, listen, you might, I'm sure there are others that are better, but for mm. us, you know, he might just work. I heard John Kime talking about it. And some of the scouts that he spoke to said, you know, he's a guy that is okay. He's comfortable battling double teams. Maybe Deron Payne is not necessarily as adept at that. Mm-hmm. He's comfortable battling double teams. What does that do? That helps your weaker linebacker core, right? So I do think mm-hmm. we have to at some point, and believe me, 
I criticize this staff when I feel like it as much as anyone, right? When I see things, and I'm just an idiot. So I'm not afraid to criticize them. But at the same time, I do give them credit. This is what they do for a living. They obviously saw some things that they liked in this guy. And Mm -hmm. so they they think he fills a need. And so now now it's on them. Now, if this guy turns out like Jamie Davis and makes like one play all year, Mm -hmm. then I think it's okay to to kill him. But Mm -hmm. a week after the draft, I kind of like what they did. I love the tight end that they got. I mean, I think that guy, and I lobbied for that Mm -hmm. for a couple weeks before. I kept telling Jason. Logan Thomas is 31-32 coming off an ACL. ACLs are cool. Guys come back from that, but it's not like a 23-year-old coming back from an ACL. Mm -hmm. Might take a little longer. You know, you Mm -hmm. just don't know. So we got a real pass-catching guy it looks like, a little raw, but some athletic big guy. I love Mm -hmm. that pick. Six, I seven's love it. going to be a monster yeah, in the red yeah. zone. So I, I, I love that pick. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like what they did. To me, it's all about, did you feel the need? I'm not going to quibble with the guy. I'm going to take your word that, you know, you study these guys and he has attributes that you like for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, EB, I'm going to kind of take focus off the draft, but stick with commanders. Is there any real steam behind the commanders and Landon Collins for a possible reunion? Is that? Because Chad Dukes put that out on Twitter. That's the only thing I've seen. Are you hearing anything? What did what did Chad say? He said he's heard rumblings pretty much. I, I'm paraphrasing that there's interest on both sides from Landon and Commanders about a possible re-signing. Well, Chad Ryan, right? Just to clarify. Yeah. Ch- oh, sorry, Chad Ryan. Yeah. Chad Dukes is Chad. Yeah. Chad Dukes. Dukes has left the Commanders fandom for you know the Titans. I mean? Sorry. Yeah, Chad Ryan. Right. Sorry. Right. Sorry, Chad Ryan. Um, listen. Here's what I do know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I have any inside information. I don't. But what I do know, I think, has been reported is that they went to him to restructure once and he was fine with it. But they went to him to restructure twice. And at that point, you know, being a veteran, I think he felt a little insulted. He said, no, I'm going to check out my value. But if you came to me today and you said, you know what, Landon has looked around and maybe the street value isn't what he thought and he's Mm -hmm. open to coming back here. I buy that. I buy that as a possibility for sure. Mm -hmm. And that would be, honestly, that'd be a great value because, yes. look, we all know who Landon is at this point. I think a lot mm-hmm. of us knew who he was before last year. but certainly, Before he's willing to admit what he is. But, yeah. but certainly we know how he can best be utilized, and I think the staff does. So if they can come to an agreement, listen, I always say that the cap is just the pencil game. So just mm-hmm. figure it out. I don't care. Push the pencil, figure it out. Um, if they get three or four million, whatever, something where they can just, you know, make some easy moves, I'd be all about it. So speaking of money, you were talking a little bit about money with Landon Collins. Let's talk a little bit about the elephant in the room with this team and contracts. And of course with Terry McLaurin. And I know you've said that you heard simply a rumor that they put a first offer out there, just kind of talking, uh, yeah. not a real offer, but a very low offer out there do you, I don't, do you I don't think know. it gets done before the I, year starts i actually do think it will get done i think we all do yeah i do think it will get done the only thing that gives me a little pause is i did hear from somebody who's given me good information in the past so you know mm-hmm. i mean not a journalist but somebody that has you know information about some of this stuff and he said that they there was some sort of verbal communication and, and terry was a little disappointed in the first sort of discussions you know mm-hmm. um but you know what? I've been in a million negotiations, and I'm always disappointed in the first discussion. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. 
Um, mm -hmm. And I really, truly think, look, one of my criticisms of Ron Rivera is I think he's a little too concerned with what the fan base thinks. You know what I mean? And he knows how valuable not only Terry is to the football team, but how valuable he is to us, the fans, mm -hmm. right? So I just don't see a scenario where we're going to quibble, you know, even over a few million dollars in a $9 billion a year industry, right? And TV revenue, mm -hmm. we're going to quibble over that. when We got a guy, literally, you want your daughter to marry. You know right. what I mean? This, this guy, <laughs> yeah. this guy is everything mm -hmm. that you want, as far as I can tell, in a human being. And he's a spectacular football player, too. So mm -hmm. I, I personally would be all about it. I think they're going to get it done. I think they're just addressing the rest of the roster. And, you know, hopefully they come correct. Look, it's more difficult with these other deals. But by mm -hmm. the same token, it also solidifies his value, right? Doesn't it take away some of the guessing work? Because you see mm -hmm. all these guys making all this money. I mean, there's just no denying He's worth X amount, you know, in that mm -hmm. in a two or three million dollar per year ballpark. It just is. Yeah. yeah, I know Coach Ron Rivera talked a little bit about that with the uh, AJ uh, Brown deal and saying that mm -hmm. they are different players and Terry, you know, plays his own game and stuff. So, you know, I agree. I think it'll get done sometime in July uh, for that. And you know, we have this question from Tanner here. Uh, you brought up the rosters; they're building out the roster. Do you feel, with the exception of linebacker, would you do you feel like this roster is pretty deep across the board? Tanner feels like it is. I gotta think about it. I, I, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, and I, I'm just being reactionary, but I'm not real high on the defense. And maybe it's just because I've been suckered on it the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. But I really thought last year's team had all the ingredients, mm -hmm. and. I'm kind of on purpose being hard on Chase, but I mean Chase's second year was a disaster. Let's just be clear. You know, he played nine games, one and a half sacks, and I know it's more than sacks, but right, he's got to right. give us more. We've drafted him to be Bosa, to be a Watt, and mm -hmm. he's not. He might be in marketing-wise, but he's not on the football field, and that I'm just holding him to a very, very high standard. Right. And then when he and Montez talk about breaking records and all this, and then between them have, you know, like five and a half sacks, you know, when you're like 30 away from the record or whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? So I've been yeah. very disappointed. I think our secondary is dicey. I think our linebackers are fairly atrocious. Um, so I don't think I would say that about the defense. I love, I mean, who doesn't? I love Cam Crow. I love them the moment I saw him. Right, that guy just had a, mm -hmm. a nose for the football. Love mm -hmm. him, but the, uh, if I looked at the defense right now, and I'm looking at the roster, he's the only guy I love on defense. <laughs> he's the yeah. only guy I love. You don't now love Jonathan, Jonathan Allen? He's yeah, fine. He's I think fine. he's fine. I mean, I think he's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's know, not. He doesn't like right. He, but he's not. I mean, I can't think of a comparable. I mean, I mean, he's not. He's the guy with the Rams that makes all the plays. Aaron, not, Aaron Donald, Aaron yeah. Donald, not Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's yeah, on like, a level of his I, own, though. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, when you when you say the defense, you're not like, oh, Jonathan Allen's on the line. He's just a part of. He's a very good line. player. He's a very yeah, good player. I understand where that's coming from. So yeah. I want to go back to to Gibby with that Brian Robertson pick. Is that? Do you think that's like a hey wake up call to Gibby? Like, yo. This could possibly mean like your job is a not jeopardy, but like it's a wake up call that hey, this 
we're serious about your fumbling issues. We're serious about your lack of awareness sometimes. Like, is that what that pick you think was about or just the I think it's all that. I think it's all that. I think it's, hey, man, we need, listen, if if Gibby gets hurt, we need somebody who can fill in. I mean, obviously, we love what J.D. McKissick does, but he's more of a pass-catching guy. You know what I mean? Although, when they give him the ball, I mean, I love it. But Jared Patterson loved the story, but he hasn't proven that he could carry the load if Gibby went down. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, the fumbling stuff, that's got – It's gotta, an issue. It's an issue. And hmm. so and, – and he's a short yardage guy, right? It looks like he's a powerful guy that we like really didn't have. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, I think that in a lot bad. of ways, that pick might end up being borderline brilliant. I, I don't want to go crazy <laughs> with it, but it – I it like might, that. It might it's end the up fourth being... running back in five years in the draft, by the way. Geis, Love, Gibson, and now Robinson. And this is the one that they're going to hit on? Well, I mean, I he's know. a true running back. Gibson <laughs> yeah. wasn't a real true running back. He was a guy who played that position in college. Love was, was a true running back, back, injured. Geis yeah. was a true running back. Off Injuries kind of derailed him and off the field yeah. issues as well. Listen, I'm not saying he's going to be a pro bowl or anything, but I right. think that he's an insurance policy. He's a short yardage guy. He's a Gibby, you know, if you, you know, the NFL is not for long, you know, so Mm -hmm, watch mm -hmm. what you're doing. We got a guy here that can play this position. And let's be honest, man. I mean, running backs rarely see their second contracts. So it's true. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, it's uh, it might be a sneaky, smart move. I'll just say that. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this team. I, I kind of always am this time of year. I remember doing mm-hmm. podcasts last year and be the same way. Um, but I really do think, you know, obviously we, we were arguing about it today. The million-dollar question is, how's your quarterback going to play, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that irritates me, and, and I know Stoner knows this, is that people act like Carson Wentz is garbage, like he's mm-hmm. trash. Mm-hmm. And, he's and not. he is not trash. He's not great, although he's played great at times. But I'm not going to sit here and say he's great. But he is good. And he's kind of like Cakes Brother. It was a good, I thought, comp today. He's kind of like Kirk Cousins in this way that he puts up big numbers every year and everyone just says he's garbage, right? Mm-hmm. Like this dude can play. He can make all the throws. I heard a scout when we acquired him say he's like one of the nine guys on the planet that can make all the throws. Like, legit make all the throws. So, I mean, does he have decision-making things that he needs to work on? Um, does he need to uh, take, you know, take the layups, as they say? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Does he need to stop with the left-handed stuff in the in the end zone under duress? Of course. Um, is he going to play poorly at times? Yes. But we act like he is garbage, mm-hmm. and he's just not garbage. He's so, not. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic on the offense. I, they always goof on me, but you know, McLaurin. If Samuel, I mean, I saw the video of Samuel running with. I mean, I was stunned by that. Mm-hmm. If they have Samuel back, Deami Brown's huge disappointment. But maybe, I mean, he did trend a little better late. I think this kid Dotson is a very high floor guy. So even if he's not who we are hoping, even if he's not like a ten year you know, five-time pro bowler, I bet you he's in this league a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you he's a guy that could pretty much give you 40 to 60 catches in his sleep, depending mm-hmm. upon how you target him. So I just feel like 
you know, and then their tight end situation, Logan, when healthy, is, is way better than anybody ever imagined. Bates stepped in and played very well when given an mm-hmm. opportunity. And the offensive line at times has played pretty well. So I'm cautiously, if the defense can hold up their end of the bargain and they can only get better from last year, our schedule's right. easier. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm sorry. I'm not going crazy. I'm not saying 11, 12, 13 wins. Right. But, but more than seven at least, right? I, yeah. I would be stunned if, barring catastrophic injury, that we only won seven games again. That would stun me. Mm-hmm. I think they're better than that. I think they're 9, 10, 11 wins. In 9, 10, I think is a fair range. You know, win a couple that, you know, we surprise people, which yeah. we always do. We always yeah. surprise people because I know it because I put all my money on the other team because I get so frustrated yeah. and then we end up winning. <laughs> right. Tampa Bay. Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. We do it all the time. <laughs> right. So just don't blow a couple games that you really, really should win. Right. Sneak in a couple where we always sneak in a couple, and I think mm-hmm. we'll be okay. Yeah, I just wanted to pop this question in there for you. But if you were betting, would you put money on Carson Wentz to be the commander's quarterback? Let me just say next year, the 23 Shout out for Milton there with the question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put a lot of money on it, but like I said on the show, I think I'm 60 40 on it. And okay. that might. I'm 60-40. Listen, I, I'm perfectly aware that he can play poorly at times. And his yeah. fan base is going to be fickle. And now mm-hmm. that they drafted Hal, who I actually really like talent-wise, uh, you know, I could see maybe if he really plays poorly, there could be some pressure. Um, but what I love about, and we haven't even talked about Hal, what I love about what they did is by getting him in the fifth round, that eliminates the need to have to see him play right away. Let him, ideally, in a perfect world, mm-hmm. old school. Let me see what you got in three years. Let me see two two years of uh, preseason crap. Mm-hmm. Let's get two years of reps. Let's learn everything, right? Let's mm-hmm. get bigger, stronger, faster. Let's get smarter. And let me see you in two, three years what, what mm-hmm. you could do. Because he has physical ability. I think right. he's got physical ability out the wazoo he's got a ton of it mm-hmm. so I, I and by getting him in the fifth round you don't have to force the kid to play right away which i think we're ruining guys at arguably the most difficult position to play that i know of in team sports mm-hmm. beyond like being a goalie or something you know right. like to be a quarterback at the nfl level and to be, a, I mean, do you ever play quarterback at a turkey bowl with your friends and try to? It's I mean, still the most important position on the field. I mean, I, I throw interceptions all the time. I can't, you know, I get flustered. The, yeah. the, the ability to stand in the pocket, be poised, know where everyone's supposed to be, make snap reads. Mm-hmm. There are only a few guys, a handful of guys that do it at an elite level in the world. Right. So uh, when we rush these college kids that play in spread offenses and guys are running wide open all day long and we're throwing them to the wolves and expecting them to play at a high level, I think we're setting them up for failure more times than not. And that's how they become labeled busts and stuff. Right. So I think they aren't busts, but this is the best thing that could have ever happened to Sam Howe. Best thing that could have ever happened to him going to fifth round and just continue to learn and develop. And see, maybe, maybe it'll be terrible. And that's fine. And that's fine. You didn't waste anything. Exactly. I'm going to throw a few at you real quick here. Okay. So this is kind of a little bit of a lightning round kind of, we'll do an over under 
aspect here. Uh, this one's more of just a yes or no. Payne plays his last year in DC this season. I I Grace I bet pretty I bet pretty strong. I bet decent amount of money on that. Yeah, I All think right. that's it. What are your odds that Chase is the offensive player of the year? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> zero i mean listen we both went to the same high school we know a lot of the same people i root for him but right. i've just been so disappointed so far so mm-hmm. I, i'm kind of being a jerk on purpose i you know not that it means anything but you know i just want to see the kid reach his potential i, I That's think all he I needs to want. get challenged yeah i, I yeah. think he needs to get challenged last one with the over under carson wins 30 touchdowns it's been what like six to eight decades since he threw Washington 27 started. last year yeah i mean I'm, listen i just i th- i know he's capable of it but i'm gonna go under i mean i'll go under i'm not i'm not a dummy you got an extra game you got 17 games now listen i'm not saying he can't <laughs> i definitely think he can and he has right. weapons but i mean if i'm gonna put my money on it i'm gonna bet under of course mm-hmm. yeah me too same but i i think the 27 number is a great number because look what he had it with the 20s like he the had people- way less weapons People always talk about, too, if you look at this, and believe me, I'm not a, like, that guy that's all into all those, you know, mm-hmm. all the, uh, the the high-end analytics. I'm an old guy. But God, when, you actually, when you actually do look at the analytics for what the offensive line did, everyone talks about how great his offensive line did because his running back was so successful. They, they did not grade out that high in pass pro. Their mm-hmm. pass protection – Grades mm-hmm. were I in the Awful. bottom third for sure. Yeah. Might even be in the bottom five. Yeah, I think so. it was in the high twenties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this line. Now I think this line, and I think it was Stoner to pointed this out last year, right? That this line might be a little overrated because we dump off all the time, so that, that we Nathan. don't get. That Nathan. was Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't get. So we don't get sacked as much. Yes. But, you know, if he can get improved line play. And, and he's got better weapons. I, I look for Carson to be okay. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be okay. I do too. I'm with you. I, look, I, I, I'm optimistic. What do you want me to tell you? That's good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I think this is actually one of the things that uh, a lot of local media has been getting kind of knocked around a little bit for how they, uh, you know, talk about the team. You talked a little bit about how, you know, you have to be critical of them in, in your role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's good that to me, and I, this is what we tell stoner. It's like, now's the time to be optimistic. There's they're, they're going to go 17 and zero until we find out otherwise. And so that's, that's important, right? That's important to have that hope for the fandom. We got a young fan here, Ben, who joined us. At the <laughs> Another question for you. The answer is no. And, and he says, okay, so he won't win defensive player of the year, but do you think chase can at least win comeback player of the year? I think that's on the table. Yeah. I think that's on the table. Sure. I mean, listen, I think Chase has tremendous ability, um, right? I think he's. Yeah. I think they he's been generational blessed. when he came out. Yeah, yeah I think he's yeah. been blessed by God, and and you don't just you aren't just born that way. He's obviously worked very very hard, right, mm-hmm. to get to where he is. But I still think he's got to become a little bit more, from my perspective, and I don't know anything, but I think he's got to be a little bit more of a student of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And even Ron admitted, you, know, you got to have counters. You can't just run the same rush, you know, over and over and over for nine weeks. Right. You mm-hmm. got, I want to see you have the ability to do. There's nothing I don't think he can do on the football field. So right. let's see the full array. Bring your entire toolbox. Don't yeah. just bring one tool. 
because right. his rookie year, he was nobody knew what to expect. But now there's tape on you, bro. So you're gonna. It's yeah. obvious you're gonna have to switch up your. You have to adjust. But even if you look at his first happened. sack, his first sack is a pro, right? It's Philly. Beautiful spin move, uh, spun inside. Boom. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that at all last year. I mean, if we did, I missed it. <laughs> no. If a lot of did, running, running deep. Yeah, yeah. ran deep. So, and it's not a coincidence that when Chase went down, the sort of by committee unit played better. Guys stayed in their lanes, right? And again, I'm not a defensive coordinator. I don't pretend to be. But that's what it looked mm. like to me mm. as a fan. All right. Uh, one yeah. last question for you Makes here. There, EB, before we let you go here. Grayson asks, what about uh, Jamin Davis? Do you think he bounces back, or is he going to be labeled a bust even after this next season? Obviously, a rough rookie year for the young man. But here's the thing about Jamin, and I don't even blame him. I never, in a situation like, now Chase I might blame because I just think God gave him so much talent. Let's <laughs> let's reach your potential. And Jamin is kind of in the same way. Like, I think he has so much talent. But I don't think the coaches utilized him right. When they drafted him, and listen, mm-hmm. I didn't study him in college, but I did mm-hmm. what everybody did. I went to YouTube and I watched all of his high- all of his highlights were coverage. They were yep. in space. He wasn't a thumper, uh, you know. And then all of a sudden, they're trying to play him at middle linebacker. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> this you. made, and I don't know. Again, I can't emphasize enough that I don't know anything. But when I when I see that, mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on? So I think mm-hmm. they. What I think they did is they said, well, this kid is a freak. He's, you know, I'm sure he's a smart kid. So we're just going to put him at middle linebacker and he's going to, and we're just going to take our lumps. But you know what? Sometimes it just doesn't work. And it takes a lot of reps to get yeah. to, to that. You know what I mean? He didn't, ha- he doesn't, doesn't look to me like he's had a lot of those reps. So yeah. let's, let's put him outside. Let's put him in space. Let's have him in coverage. Let's have yeah. him, let's have him go sideline to sideline, utilize that speed. And then uh, I think that you will see a much better player. That's, that, yeah, I think, I that's my guess. Because yeah. my whole argument was, why are you putting this role on the player when you drafted him to be in the whole preseason before draft? It was sideline to sideline speed. He's a great cover linebacker. Da, 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 da. So why did you just go ahead and put him into middle linebacker where he's never played? And then when he looks like he did on the field. I, so, yeah, I, 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 agree I, think, with you, I right? think they outsmarted themselves a little bit. I think they said this kid has all the ability in the world. There's no reason why he can't do it. But again, so and that brings up this question: If if Ron Rivera and JDR are linebackers, wouldn't you think they would know automatically? Like, isn't that is that some kind of sus? Like, what is that? I just think everybody's different. <laughs> you know, like some guys, you might be able to do that. Yeah. Some guys, you know what I mean. Everyone's different. Everyone's learning curves different. Every everybody's like spatial awareness is different. And, you know, obviously he played a certain way his entire career. It it was a difficult transition for him. So I still think he's a physical freak. So let's just put him in a place where he's been successful before. And then let's reevaluate him. Because believe me, I was hard on him. But it almost wasn't fair. Because I think they were asking him to do things that he wasn't comfortable and used to doing. And I think they know that. I think they know that. 
Got to let those instincts take over and just play the game. We want to thank EB for jumping on here with us and make sure you check him out during his show there on the Sports Junkie on 106.7 The Fan. If you're not a morning person, maybe you miss it. Uh, for whatever reason, you can also catch that on Odyssey as well. And I know that's where our man Stoner listens to uh, all his junks. Hasn't missed an episode <laughs> for like 10 years or whatnot. So EB, thanks for joining us here on Ref the District. And we'll be sure to have you back on another time. Thanks, EB. Thank thanks, you, guys. EB. Yes, sir. When we come back for the post game, we're not going to see this man in the big face. We're actually going to be all equal here. <laughs> Who was for, it? I wasn't even for the cool down, you. rather. It was you. For the cool down, we'll be talking uh, about that Caps victory. Stick with us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.